For those of you just joining us, which is all of you because we weren't recording before this, True has Where's the Love by Black Eyed Peas stuck in her head. I just, I don't know what it is. I remember even when that song came out where I was like, this song is kind of annoying because it's like a, an earworm, but there's like not that much to it. So it's easy to get just one or two parts of it stuck in your head. I don't know if I know that song. Is the one that's like people killing, people dying, people dying, 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 dying. Yeah, okay, that. Yeah, when I do you know. Cracked it. is what you preach. The, 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 turn the other cheek. That one. Preach and cheek do not rhyme. They're near rhymes. They're near. They're Emily Dickinson rhymes. Um, I'm sorry. Did you just cast shade upon Emily Dickinson on our breakfast podcast? No, I was more making a reference to Brian David Gilbert's joke about Emily Dickinson slant rhymes. <laughs> Well, slant rhymes and near rhymes are different. Oh, okay. Oh, Brian. You, I, have so, you have so much to learn. I am not literary, boy. Uh, hey, I have a treat for Truge. Oh, wait. Could, could, I, could I hold that? You can hold that. Um, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to my ASMR No, channel. not ASMR. Today no, we're doing... no, no. We're, <laughs> nope. we're not doing ASMR. I am holding any crinkly thing and giving you the payload. Uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. What's in there? What's in that Dunkin' Donuts bag? In this Dunkin' Donuts bag is a very normal looking donut. It's a very normal looking There's donut. There's nothing weird about it. Nothing weird about it at all, except for the fact that this donut was made with ghost peppers. Ghost pepper donut! Also, somehow, okay, so uh, for those listening to this podcast, um, for, so Dunkin' Donuts has a new ghost pepper donut that they're releasing right now, this year of all years, to choose to put yourself in pain (laughs) it is not only like ghost pepper flavor like a ghost pepper frosting it is strawberry frosted strawberry ghost pepper i I don't think is it the sprinkles that are grow that are ghost peppers or is it just a red sprinkle it's a red sprinkle with like an orangey frosting on a standard boring donut and i think the frosting is what is ghost peppery but here's the thing it smells just like a strawberry yeah there's literally nothing like if someone handed this to me and they were like it is only a strawberry donut i would be like oh that's fine i think the part of this is that it's supposed to be a prank like you're supposed to to buy it to prank people. With. Really? Like that's what I feel like I've read about it in the very little that I've little literature that exists on the ghost pepper donut. Why is Duncan making a prank donut? I mean, I think it's because this is the worst timeline and we're living in it. That's true. That's true. I think that here's the thing. In my mind, strawberry and spice do not sound like they would be bad together. But I do not trust Duncan to do it right. I would trust like a small bakery or restaurant or something. If it was like a Blackbird donut, then I would be like, yes, absolutely. Blackbird Donuts is the one, dear listeners, that does the um, (laughs) the very polarizing um, (laughs) donut bagel. That is a donut that like is styled like a bagel where it has like a cream cheese frosting and like everything donut spice on top of it very controversial have i tried this have we tried this no but i talked about it near the last election because i ate one around the election because someone brought in blackbird donuts when donald trump was elected president also brian do you want to know something that i just realized what do you what did you just realize this episode will go up i think the day before the election no! <laughs> I hope you're all okay. Full circle. Full circle. Uh, How about we take a ceremonial bite of this spicy donut? I'm already in so much pain and I'm ready to be in more. 
I hate it. This is so stupid. Oh my god, it's awful. It's awful. Like it's a strawberry uh, donut. It hurts. It's a strawberry donut that hurts. That's what it tastes like. I like spicy things, but I like spicy. Th- oh no! There's a second wave. There's, there's a second, a second wave. wave. Oh, just like 2020. There's a second wave. Oh my god! Why do we do this to like ourselves? Spicy things. I like Frank's hot sauce. I like Cholula. I like buffalo wink. Mm. I'm so this angry, is so bad, Brian. But like, the flavor matches up to the spice strawberry does not work with spice especially like there's no flavor to the spice it's just a strawberry donut that hurts yeah no it's like a strawberry donut if a strawberry donut was very angry (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try just the donut part because i'm curious if the frosting is like a strawberry ghost pepper frosting or if the ghost pepper is in the bagel it's not a bagel it's a donut confirmed it is uh it is either the sprinkles on top of the donut or the frosting itself because the the donut body is not as angry as the frosting is i'm still gonna finish this and i i think i might hate that about myself here's what i've noticed i'm halfway done since true just been talking and you go from zero to 60 really quick on your first bite where you're angry at the donut but now that my mouth is at 60 this tastes like a strawberry donut stop it how dare you? What? How dare you in this moment? Oh, this was my idea. No, I'm it's dumb. It's bad for sure. But subsequent bites are not as bad as the first bites. No, they're even worse. I the, the bite I just took after taking a break from the donut was even worse than the first one because I knew what was coming and I did it to myself. And that's what really hurts. I did it to myself. I did. Me and me alone. You just got to power through it because there's this thing. You know when you order like a buffalo chicken entree for lunch and midway through it becomes too much? That's not happening to me with this donut. It's getting easier to eat. Um, I can also confirm. Uh, I, I totally disagree with what you just said, but I'll I'll let you uh, encompass that, that multitude. It is indeed that... The strawberry frosting has ghost pepper in it because I think that actually the like sprinkles on top, they're like bright red. So you would think it's like a Cheeto situation, but no, I'm pretty sure that's just sugar. So I think it's the frosting itself. At least the silver lining to this is of all of the amazing limited edition things that Duncan comes out with that they then discontinue before their time like uh if if anyone remembers the uh pretzel croissants or actually i wonder if they're still doing the impossible breakfast sandwiches it's been so long since i've been inside a duncan in fact it's the longest in my adult life that i've not been inside of a duncan here have a swig of my guinness uh it'll neutralize some of the uh, spice what would you do if i just dunked my donut inside of this guinness okay michael scott i'd be angry i finished my donut and true just taken what two bites I've taken two bites, and I feel like earlier I said, I'm going to finish this, and I'm angry about it. And part of me is kind of like, you know what? Maybe I won't finish this. But then, Brian, will you finish it? No. Because I, I have... think that's something that I could not handle. I have enough self-respect to not eat two of these donuts. <laughs> part of me is like, ooh, who could I prank with this? But also, like, I wouldn't give this donut to someone i loved mm-hmm. without telling them what they were in for because frankly 
I knew that it was coming and it still pissed me off. Like, if someone gave me this donut and I thought that I was about to eat a strawberry donut, which is like a maybe like a once every year kind of a situation for Alice and Truge, if I took a bite to then discover that it was a ghost pepper donut, not only that, but that there were no other donuts that I could then cleanse the palate with, I don't know what I would do. I think I would stop being friends with that person. Here's the thing. You're extraordinarily smart for only having two bites of this donut because I don't know if I can continue to talk very much. My mouth is so saliva. Well, it's just the worst and I'm not going to eat this. And I consider that a personal win. I can't believe you didn't get more donuts. I didn't think it would be awful. I didn't think it'd be this terrible. It kind of tastes like... I'm trying to to paint a word picture so that no one else is tempted to try this. Because I hope in my heart of hearts that Duncan truly fails with this item. <laughs> I want it to be the worst failure that Dunkin' Donuts has ever received from an, from a, from a, an item on their menu. No one's going to buy multiples of these. We bought two and we're never buying one again. So it must be just like they they're so limited. I I did read a little bit in the uh, in the beautiful, beautiful uh, ghost pepper donut literature that exists online. I did read that for a lot of people, it's really difficult to find these. And uh, initially, my plan was that I was going to prank Brian with this ghost pepper donut. So I was going to like go into DoorDash and then like order one and then have it show up without him knowing and then give it to him but then i really thought about it and i was just kind of like how much effort am i gonna put into this prank realistically not that much and they don't have this item like on doordash so that leads me to believe you can only get it in store which hopefully not that many people are doing right now but like who knows you would have it once and then you'd be like oh this is disgusting garbage why would i ever do this again I'm surprised they had it in the store I went to. There was only one other person in the store I went to, and I just went in, grabbed donuts, went out, uh, which felt good. But, yeah, I'm surprised our local store had it. I'm surprised. That there there were times in the before times where I'd go up and ask for something at Dunkin', like a specific swirl or a specific sandwich that was being advertised on the board right above them. And they'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have it. No, 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 the new, like, maple bacon sandwich up there. And they're like, what? Oh, oh, okay. Let's see if it's in the system. I think that that is um, just evidence that Dunkin' Donuts probably doesn't do a lot of good work to pay their employees to know all the products and also inform them of them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a failure of communication to like let them know that the TV menu above them has changed. <laughs> Hey, Truge, what you have for breakfast that did not upset your taste buds this terribly? Okay, so I had an amazing breakfast this morning, Why? courtesy of Brian Hamilton. That's me! Because Brian went outside into the world without me knowing, and he got a sausage croissant breakfast sandwich for me while I was in bed, and then he brought it to me, and it was really nice. There's a, uh, it's not a new place. I've been there a few times before, but I've recently discovered they have adapted to COVID very, very well, called Evergreen Bakery, uh, close to us. and Don't compromise our OPSEC. It's in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. It's fine. They know that we live in Jamaica Plain. And I can't believe you just doxed us. They have adapted their space to 
There's a little call window in where the door used to be, so you don't even go inside. You're outside the entire time. Uh, there's a little Apple Pay thing, and right next to where you like tap for the tip in your signature, there's a bottle of hand sanitizer. So I reached in, signed my name, pumped hand sanitizer, tipped, and it was great. I felt really comfortable going out and going to this place and being very far apart from everyone while wearing a mask. And so I wanted to support them because they had like a very good $5 like croissant breakfast sandwich. And I I love it. It's like the perfect bodega sandwich, which is actually something that like in these horrible hell times in which we live. Um, the thing that I have really missed the the most is like a greasy bodega sandwich. And that's what they deliver on in like such such a great way. They deliver on it, but they do not deliver. Right. And the thing Brian is Brian goes to pick it up. And the thing is, I there's something great about a spontaneous breakfast sandwich, whereas all the breakfast sandwiches we've ordered like through DoorDash have to be premeditated. Because, right. like, by the very definition of delivery, you have to say, like, okay, I want this. I'm going to wait 45 minutes and it'll be here. I would also say that, like, I can't think of one place that delivers to us that, like, gives a, like, greasy breakfast sandwich in the way that, like, you would go to a bodega and get one. Yeah, I am back in time for it to still be hot, greasy, and delicious. And, and yeah. no shade against, like delivery drivers or the whole system that is able to keep small businesses afloat right now because it seems like a lot of people are relying on takeout and DoorDash. But me bringing it right back to me and Truge has made the breakfast sandwich hotter, fresher, and tastier. Yeah, no, it was just a, a total delight. One of the like six times that I've been out of the house since March, Brian and I and two of our roommates in our pod uh, went to the beach. And while we were there, we went through a Dunkin' drive through, which was like the first time that I had had Dunkin' in a really long time. And I couldn't get over, and like, this is so silly, because I always joke about how bad the Dunkin' sandwiches are, but I couldn't believe how bad it was i was like this is like bad in a like not even enjoyable kind of way and the the sandwich that i had this morning from that like little local place felt emotionally to me the way that like a duncan sausage croissant sandwich would feel yes i think there was a time right when quarantine started where we ordered duncan as like we miss normal, we miss Dunkin'. We're going to order like a $20 order of Dunkin' of like donuts and breakfast sandwiches and coffee. And I remember sitting on our bed eating this and closing my eyes and pretending I was going on a road trip. Like because that was like when we were we would eat Dunkin' growing up was like we're making a pit stop while we're driving somewhere. And it felt so good. Hmm. And that drive through did not. Well, I just think even the time that we ordered Dunkin' and I got, like, my usual order that I would get before I went into the office, I just, like, remember eating it and being like, I don't even know why I liked this so much. Like, so much to order it, like, sometimes, occasionally, like, every day. <laughs> it's like when you th uh, think back to a video game you played in your youth and you're like, oh, the graphics were like this. Then you actually go back and play it, and it was like, oh, the graphics are bad. You know what the difference is, really? What? Because the game doesn't change. The sandwich doesn't change. We change. Wow. Truge, are you a poet or something? I have been truged. <laughs> what is that a reference to? For truge. Oh, for good. The Wicked song about witches and changing. 
<laughs> yep, that's what it is. I propose to you a topic for tonight that I'm really proud of, but we'll see you how it goes. You didn't propose to me. We are not engaged. I proposed a topic to you, <laughs> Truge. The person I record this podcast with, I suggested, if you will, a topic for us to cover tonight. We're going to go back and forth and list off the things that we love about eating breakfast that are not breakfast food and are not each other. Ooh. Because I describe this podcast to people as a podcast about breakfast food and love. Because I think that's a pretty apt description. That's what we do on here. Do you agree? Sorry, I'm trying to think of something funny to say. It's okay. Um, but I just love you so much. I also describe it to my friends that way. And so I was thinking we could cover some uh, some ground on the podcast that is not those two things specifically. Uh, would you like to start? Would you like to give me uh, me to give an example of uh, what I was thinking for my first thing? I'll start. Okay. Brian. Not me or breakfast food. I mean... There are lots of people in the world named Brian. So just the concept of the name Brian? I think sometimes Brian, whoever they are out there, makes breakfast for me. What? No. <laughs> and then, what? Or, or Brian is the, the person in the car that drives it to us. Okay, so you're thanking all of the people who are named Everyone Brian. Everyone named Brian who has ever facilitated me having breakfast. If you have ever delivered Truge breakfast or made a breakfast for Truge that wound up being delivered to Truge, write in if your name is Brian and tell us uh, how grateful you are for Truge's affection. Please uh, let me know so that I can Venmo you a dollar. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Okay, your turn. My thing that really inspired this when I think about the things I love about eating breakfast that are not breakfast food or eating with Truge, is the morning sunshine. The light is different when you're eating breakfast. The light is coming from a different direction. It's coming from the east and not the west, like later in the day. And the way that the sun shines in the morning through the windows or even outdoors as you're eating breakfast is different from any other time the rest of the day while you're eating, and it really oh. colors the experience of eating breakfast, the morning sunshine. Wow. That was a really nice answer, Brian. Thank you. That, that was the one that inspired this. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, did I say Brian? You sure did. Uh, for real, though, I think one of my favorite things about breakfast is the parchment paper, like the way that parchment or foil feels around a breakfast sandwich Ooh, like it's this protective little cocoon and especially i love it when sandwiches are wrapped in a way that you can keep the wrapping on as you're eating the sandwich fascinating i love a clean breakfast experience i love you so much and i have to disagree wow disagree that you love me no <laughs> no i love you sweets disagree with uh the concept of eating food still wrapped in paper or foil i've had enough bad experiences of me accidentally biting into the paper or foil that at this point every time i get something i completely unwrap it and use a plate i need everyone listening to this podcast to know that brian completely unwraps his burritos when he eats them why is that weird you've made fun of me of that before but why it's is that the weird? weirdest thing i've ever seen do you want a mouthful I, of foil i've contemplated breaking up with you watching you do this whole experience do you want 
a mouthful of foil when you're eating chipolati? No, you just need to be mindful and not eat the foil while you're eating the burrito. I try! But I can't! <laughs> it's so hard! I think we're just fired up right now because we had a ghost pepper donut. I think we need to calm down. I think we're being dramatic foils to each other. I'm so upset. <laughs> More or less upset than the ghost pepper donut made you? I feel like the ghost pepper donut is contributing to me being upset. Normally, I'd be probably like on a, like, I don't know, five out of 10 for you making a joke like that. But right now, I'm at like an 11 out of 10. We're like a cartoon character who ate a spicy pepper and have, like, our faces have turned into like a, st- a steam valve and we're going, ah! I'm just so upset. Okay, wait. I want to hear your next thing. My next thing is coffee that's a drink not food brian that's cheating you were the one that came up with this topic please try again breakfast food and love not excluding beverages brian try again okay you're gonna disagree with this the feeling of being tired while eating that sucks. <laughs> I hate that. I love waking up and being like, oh, man, I'm still a little tired. I'm still like shaking off the sleeps, but I'm sitting down at this table and going to eat some breakfast and it's going to fuel me for the rest of the day. I love that feeling of anticipation and motivation in the morning when you're eating breakfast and you're still like shaking off the sleeps. I like there is nothing I hate more than eating when I'm tired. Like I feel nauseous when I'm tired and not like just a little tired when I'm like very, very tired. I feel like actual physical like pain. I can't think of a single person who is less of a morning person than Truge. Wow. And so I guess that makes sense. And I'm very much a morning person. So I it it makes a lot of sense that that one of my favorite things about breakfast is not one of yours. If I could have my way, and this is this is funny because also like you love like the first rays of sunshine first thing in the morning. If I could really live my life the way that I wanted to, I feel that I would fall asleep at three or four in the morning and like wake up at 11 or noon. And that's just like the way I would live. That sounds like a utopia, honestly. I would do anything to live that life. Your turn. Oh, not breakfast food, not me, and apparently not beverages. Um, I think you're going to say this doesn't count. Okay. Does a garnish count as food? Can you eat it? <laughs> yes. Then. I'm going to say it anyway. Go, I don't care. Okay. If, if you give me coffee, you can have the garnish. Okay. So what I love about breakfast is a little garnish of orange when you order like an omelet at a <laughs> diner. Why is there an orange there? We don't know. It's so good. And I don't know if that's just a thing that like happens at like Sound Bites, which is the diner that we love going to when it's not COVID. Um, but I feel like it happens other places as well, where there's just like a little slice of orange as like a little palate cleanser on your omelet plate. And like, there's just nothing I love more than seeing that little orange. You know what? I'll give it to you. I've definitely seen it other places. The other thing I see is like a fruit bowl of like grapes and things that are complimentary. Right, yeah. And you know what? I'll give it to you because I do not eat those, and so it's not breakfast. Wow. I don't like fruit. I'm allergic to fruit. What about you? Crosswords. Uh, is that breakfast? Waking up in the morning, having like a bowl of cereal and a cup of coffee, and doing a crossword in the morning sun. Yes, I think that's breakfast. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, think about the like idyllic uh, Norman Rock Norman Rockwell, uh, Norman effing Rockwell, <laughs> uh, American portrait of a family where like the father's drinking a coffee and doing a crossword in the morning. Like, I really enjoy doing a crossword in the morning in the morning sun. I am illiterate. Hey, Truge, what do you do for a living? I work in books. Thank you. Uh, what's your next thing? Um. Ooh, I have a really good one. What's your good one? It's not coffee. Coffee mugs. Oh. Love a coffee mug. I love a mug that's plain at a diner. I love a mug from a diner that is somehow sponsored by a company, and so it has, like, a phone number on it. Ooh. I love a, like... I love love a like, like a Disney mug that's just in somebody's cabinet. I love like a like a vintage seventies mug. Uh, one of my quarantine uh, hobbies question mark that I've been doing <laughs> is I have really liked uh, shopping for and buying vintage Corel wear from the seventies and onward. And so I've been buying a lot of like teacups and stuff like that that are Corel wear from the seventies, and I just love them so 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 much. And I guess a teacup isn't really a mug, but when you get into any kind of vintage shopping whatsoever, you end up in a vintage mug kind of place. And vintage mugs that are like made of ceramic or porcelain are just so good. Like they just had no shame. They were so campy and silly. And I love them so much. And now when we get into the vintage mug and it's plastic, like a t- like a travel mug, even though I know emotionally that like, you know, I can like put it in the dishwasher and sanitize it. There's something about a plastic travel mug that makes me feel like it's dirty. Yes. Like someone left coffee in there once in 79 <laughs> and now I'm going to be drinking that coffee out of that mug. That skews me out. But I I I can't get over a nice a nice mug. And I also love it when mugs, like, have different cool shapes. Like, there are mugs that look like teacups, but they're mugs in mug sizes. I love mugs so much. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, completely modern mugs, thoroughly modern mugs. Uh, I love when podcasts or, like, different bands or something do mugs as merch. We have way too many mugs downstairs where, like, we uh, we have a little tray of mug or shelf of mugs in our coffee station. And boy, howdy, is it constantly filled and overflowing with mugs. But, like, everyone who lives here is a mug or a tea or a coffee person or just, like, a hot drink person. So we just, like, have so many. And it's impossible to declutter them because we live with too many people. And you can't get rid of a person's mug. Like, that's... That's a whole thing. Yeah, as much as I feel like I use like two of those mugs, uh, it's something where I do not feel comfortable getting rid of any of them. It's also weird because, I mean, I think a lot of people feel this way where like I feel emotional attachment to mugs even if like it's a silly one that was like kind of cheap. I, I, for the most part, don't buy mugs anymore unless I think they're really special, but, or if they're like, you know, part of this like vintage set that I'm (laughs) building up. But yeah, I just, I love mugs so much and I love what they mean to me and to everyone else. Please, for the love of God, I would love nothing more than for you to tweet at me, Allison Truge, two L's, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-R-U-J. Please tweet at me a picture of your favorite mug. Thank you. You have inspired me and my next thing uh, to talk about diner placemats covered in sponsorships and phone numbers. Oh, 
I would do anything to see a diner placemat. Oh my God. If I went to a diner and there was a placemat that was like made of paper and it had a bunch of sponsorships on it, I think I would like put it in my bag and like laminate it forever. I would frame it. You know, ooh, we should collect diner placemats when the world is good again and turn them into a mural like Ugh. mod podge them all together i love that what if we what if we diy'd like a tabletop and like oh my god just with like diner diner placemats and we like just put mod podge on top of them and like and i guess that's not paper mache or like lacquer or yeah, something yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 if you're into resin let us know hit us up <laughs> if that really resonates with me sweets uh what's your next thing oh gosh your thing was fast um, <laughs> I love the design and branding of cereal boxes. I think it's so silly when you find a cereal box now that still has like a crossword puzzle on the back of it or like a maze, a, a maze or a puzzle or like something like that. I feel like it's so rare, at least to me, to like seek that kind of a thing. But also like I'm a 27 year old woman and I buy Special K in bulk. So like, <laughs> they're not putting like fun things on the back of the Special K in bulk box. Draw um, a maze out of your lower intestine. But I just love that was a, good... a dumb joke. Wow. Oh my god, we need to... Uh, I was gonna, was I was gonna joke. breeze over it, but that's fine. I just love a good like puzzle on the back of the box. I like thinking about the person sitting there in InDesign, like <laughs> either like I feel like what must happen is like there's no committee that approves the mazes. I just feel like that can't be true. So I picture like a designer in InDesign. They're being paid like twenty dollars an hour as a junior designer to like come up with the back of the box. They're on deadline, and they're just like, oh, here's a maze on the Honey Nut Cheerios box. (laughs) What do you think Mensa cereal boxes are like? Do you think Mensa members get special cereal boxes with, like, ciphers on the back of their Honey Nut Cheerios? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the level... The level of difficulty of the puzzle on the back of the cereal box says a lot about what the marketing department thinks about the consumer of the cereal. Like, if I bought regular boxes of Special K, what's on the back of a box of Special K that's, like, not... It's for, like, women in their late 20s and onwards. Like, what do we need on the back of our boxes? You need, like... Text from your best friend as they send you screenshots of, like, their crappy Tinder date. Ooh, yeah. And it's like, ooh, honey, you need to you need to ghost them. It would be amazing if just on the back of the cereal box, just in, like, a big slab serif, it just said, like, text your friend back. Oh, that's really wholesome. Because that's the kind of reminder that I need. What do you say we do one more? I have one more. I don't even know if I have one more, but please go for it and make it a long one. So I'll do mine. It'll be short. And then I'll give you some time to think of yours. And we're going to end the episode because we love each other and have other things to do tonight. Diner bar stools. Hmm. Sitting at the bar at the diner where you get to hang out, sit alone. There's one person next to you uh, on each side. And... If you're lucky, you can find a uh, diner bar with uh, open seats next to you, which is good. But also, if there's a a person sitting next to you, then it's fine to strike up a casual conversation. More often than not, when I would go to diners and sit at the bar, it was like an old white man who just went to complain to me about something. I'd be like, 
sure, yeah, sorry, I have to listen into this meeting as I point to my headphone. <laughs> and uh, But sitting at the uh, diner bar is one of the greatest experiences to me as a person who likes to eat at restaurants alone because it is a space and a table designed for one, maybe two people. I love it, and I miss it every day. Oh, you're so sweet. So I, I have one. It is kind of cheating, but I'm going to say it. I think that one of my favorite things about breakfast is waking up in the morning and Brian has brought me breakfast. Oh, um, Which I feel really lucky. I feel like I get breakfast in bed like almost every morning because Brian is a very sweet boy who brings me breakfast. And yes, part of that is like my love for Brian, which isn't allowed, but also like that is my favorite part of breakfast. Oh, sweet. I ignored the prompt. Uh, no, I, no, I, that like, counts. That counts. Like, you already uh, you already said all of the other Brian's and now you can point out. Me- oh, you're right. That is against the rules. I like diner napkins. They are bad. They don't work. I love them. been about a half hour since we ate uh, the ghost pepper donut and i think episode 61 of uh, most important meal will be remembered as the one where we ate ghost peppers and then ranted into a microphone for a half hour about love i'm just so upset everything is so broken hopelessly hey sweets um i i, I was curious did you look at the show notes last week of course i didn't <laughs> Uh, so this is our podcast that I put together and spent a lot of time in show notes. I liked the counter butter title. Thank I saw you. that on Twitter. I choose the titles and write the descriptions. Um, <laughs> what do you... Oh, I read the description already. What do you... Round spiced bread. Tune in here. A tale of bad bagel redemption, as well as several poorly conceived Kickstarter ideas we want you to invest in. Brian said the right Billy Eilish lyric. Trudy will send you a dollar. Uh, links in show notes. We are not linking <laughs> the bad bagels in order to protect the innocent. Wait. What does that say? What does that link say? A dollar back by Truge on Kickstarter? Brian? Wow! What does that say? Hi, Truge. I love you so much, and I hope you check the show notes this week. I put a lot of effort into them, including making an extra page on the site to tell you I love you and make you think there was a real Kickstarter. Love, your partner and co-host, Brian. I got a bunch of texts about this page with screenshots like, LOL, you're so cute. Wait! Other people click on our show Everyone notes? clicks on the show notes! It's right <laughs> there in the app! You swipe over, you scroll down, and there are the links that I spend lots of time putting together every is that, episode. Is that how you're going to propose to me? Is by putting a link in the show notes? No. Oh. 